You're listening to Joe Radio Live. Positive and motivational content just for you. Do enjoy and share. It's time for your hit your scripture. Psalm 121. A Song of Decrees. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. It's time for Joe News. News you won't hear in the mainstream. Let's go. Omicron is wreaking havoc across the world, spreading faster than any variant we've seen so far. Omicron was detected 26 days back, and in less than a month, it has reached more than 100 countries, infected more than 100,000 people. The world is bracing for another wave. The WHO is talking about ending the pandemic in 2022, but that is not going to happen, and I'll tell you why. Big Pharma. They won't let it happen. The Wuhan virus is their golden goose. Every wave of the pandemic is a wave of profits for them. Vaccine makers are rolling in money. Two companies specifically, Pfizer and Moderna, their profits have shot up again. Let me show you what US lawmaker Bernie Sanders has said, and I'm quoting. This is obscene, he says. Last week, eight investors in Pfizer and Moderna became $10 billion richer as news about the Omicron variant spread. It's time for these pharmaceutical companies to share their vaccines with the world and start controlling their greed. Enough is enough. What was Bernie Sanders talking about? How are these investors earning such quote-unquote obscene profits? Through the stock market, shares of Pfizer and Moderna have jumped astronomically this year. In 2020, Moderna was a loss-making company. This year, it has made more than $7 billion in profits. That's massive. But it pales compared to Pfizer. Pfizer earned slightly more than $8 billion in profits in 2020. In 2021, so far, the company has already raked in close to $19 billion in profits. $19 billion. That's an astounding jump of 124%. So let me repeat this. Governments, doctors and scientists may be looking for ways to end this pandemic, but not Big Pharma. Pfizer and Moderna are busy perfecting their business models. On Gravitas tonight, we'll tell you how pharma giants are making sure this pandemic never ends. And we're going to start with the basics. The cost of making one dose of Wuhan virus vaccine, one shot. Do you know how much money Pfizer spends on making one shot? A British news outlet recently released some numbers, and you'll be shocked to hear this. Pfizer spends around $1 to make one shot. $1 or 76 pence, according to, to this report, for one shot. How much does it sell it for? Almost $30 or 22 pounds. So 30 times more than the cost. That's what the British government ended up paying for the Pfizer shot. 
What about Moderna? We could not find the exact number, but we have some estimates. Moderna charges anywhere between 4 to 13 times more than the original cost of the vaccine. Moderna offered its Wuhan virus shot to South Africa. What was the quoted price? 30 to 42 dollars per dose. According to one estimate, this is nearly 15 times higher than the production cost. That's the cost of manufacturing. Now, Big Pharma would argue that they also spend on research and development, R&D. So that cost also needs to be recovered, which is fair. But let me tell you this. Pfizer and Moderna were incentivized to make Wuhan virus vaccines. They received government funding. They did not spend their own money. Moderna received $2.5 billion from the U.S. government and its agencies. Where did all of this money go? In two areas, vaccine development and advance orders for the shots. Same is the case with Pfizer. Pfizer got close to $2 billion in advance orders from the U.S. government. Pfizer's partner, BioNTech, had a grant from the German government. Berlin gave $445 million to accelerate the development of the shot. So both Pfizer and Moderna had financial support from governments to develop these vaccines. But they're still being allowed to set the prices of vaccines. These companies sell their shots at different prices to different countries. But looking at the estimates, one thing is quite clear. Pfizer and Moderna are making a killing from Wuhan virus vaccines and they plan to keep this going. How? By making sure the vaccine patents stay in their control. Both the companies have separate game plans. Let me tell you about Moderna first. It wants sole credit for developing the shot. Now remember, Moderna made its vaccine in collaboration with America's National Institutes of Health, or NIH, which is basically the U.S. government. So they collaborated with the government to make the shot. Three government scientists were involved. John Mascola, Barney Graham, and Kizmekia Corbett. The NIH argues that these three scientists made significant contributions to the Moderna vaccine, that they should be named as co-inventors. How does that help? If they're co-inventors, their names would go on the vaccine patent. And when someone's name goes on the patent, they also get to own that product. What does this mean for Moderna? If these names, if the names of these three scientists go as co-inventors, that would mean that the U.S. government also owns the vaccine. Which basically means Moderna will not have any exclusive rights. The U.S. government could potentially share this vaccine patent with anyone they want to. So Moderna is now trying to stop this. In its patent filing, it names the three scientists, but not as co-inventors. Moderna says it made a quote-unquote good faith determination that they did not invent these vaccines. They just decided that by themselves. Good faith determination, whatever that means. The NIH says this matter will end up in court. Here is what the NIH director argued, and I'm quoting again. I think Moderna has made a serious mistake here in not providing the kind of co-inventorship credit to people who played a major role in the development of the vaccine that they're now making a fair amount of money off. But we are not done, he says. Clearly, this is something that legal authorities are going to have to figure out. So this is what the NIH says. What's Moderna's response? They've put their patent application on hold. A report says the company wants an amicable resolution with the NIH. We'll have to see how that pans out. What about Pfizer? 
They're also facing scrutiny. Earlier on the show, we have told you in detail about Pfizer's secret contracts, how Pfizer forces governments to compromise on sovereignty for vaccines, how governments have been forced to put up military bases as collateral for vaccines, how Pfizer demands indemnity from legal prosecution, how the company decides the delivery schedule of shots. Basically, they decide everything. Turns out, Pfizer struck a similar deal with the UK government. Reports say the British government agreed to a secrecy clause. So if there is a dispute with Pfizer in the UK, it will be handled quietly and in secret arbitration proceedings. Health experts are alarmed by this like Tom Frieden, the former director of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Let me tell you what he says about Pfizer's business practices. If you're just focusing on maximizing your profits and you're a vaccine manufacturer, you are war profiteering. Why are we witnessing such a big battle over vaccine patents? Why are Pfizer and Moderna fighting to protect their patents and keep contracts hidden from the public eye? The reason is vaccine pricing. Vaccine companies have increased the prices of Wuhan virus shots. Did you know that? They cost more now. Pfizer and Moderna have already jacked up their prices. They've done it once. It happened in August this year. Europe had to pay more. Pfizer increased prices of its Wuhan virus shot by more than a quarter and Moderna by more than one-tenth of the original price. And they can do that because of the secret contracts, by keeping the negotiations away from the public eye, by controlling the supply. This is vaccine blackmail. There's no other way to put it. Now, the world is talking about booster shots and realizing how much power has been vested in the hands of vaccine makers. They can hold governments hostage. They can force people to pay through their nose. Many health advocacy groups are raising an alarm because look at what Big Pharma is doing. Pfizer has suggested the future pricing of its Wuhan virus shot. It could change. And Pfizer in the future could charge, and listen to this carefully, they could charge $175 per dose. That's 148 times more than the potential cost of production. $175 for one shot. And they might even get away with it because secret contracts enable this kind of predatory pricing. And if you're going to need a booster shot every year for the foreseeable future, then vaccine companies cannot be allowed to set the prices. As of today, they're dictating every line and every clause of their contract. Governments around the world need to break this monopoly. They could start by ending secret negotiations, secret contracts, and breaking the locks on vaccine patents. Vion is now available in your country. Download the app now and get all the news on the move. God is awesome. Listen to this testimony. I couldn't be perfect. I, I couldn't be perfect for my kids or my husband and I just, yeah, I felt so much shame about that. It was pain keeping Nancy Johnson from being the wife and mom she wanted to be. At 24, just after giving birth to her first child, she developed fibromyalgia, a chronic incurable disorder that caused widespread pain and fatigue. The muscle pain never stopped, and so I was on this search, what am I gonna do? Nancy had a second child, but over the years developed more health issues, including severe allergies and thyroid problems. By the time she was 40, she was a shut-in, trying her best to take care of her family. 
the medical community had few answers, suggesting she try meditation and relaxation techniques to ease the suffering. One of the doctors sent me away with, it's all in your head. And that was just devastating. That was truly, it was, it was like hopeless. Okay, I'm just gonna have to go home and live with this. Over time, Nancy became allergic to more foods, severely limiting her diet. As she grew weaker, the responsibility of taking care of the kids, the home, and Nancy fell largely on her husband, Rich. So we're coming and going, and, and Nancy's isolated in the house. That was hard. That was really hard. Adding to the daily pain and frustration, Nancy also battled depression and the voice constantly telling her she was a failure. I would worry in bed and think and things over and you're sick, you're, you'll never get well, you'll never make it, you're not good enough. Eventually, Nancy found meditation techniques from Eastern mysticism gave her a brief escape. It also led her on another search, beyond the pain and suffering, into her soul. There's something empty inside of me. There's, some, there's a search for who am I? What, what am I? I was angry at myself and how could anybody love me because I felt like such a failure and, and so weak. Then at 49 years old, Nancy landed in the emergency room. She was unresponsive, had a temperature of 83 and weighed only 82 pounds. She was dying of malnutrition. I very nearly lost her. Her, her body had just depleted. She was literally hours away from uh, internal organs are going to shut down if we can't get her stabilized. It was, wow, that, I did some real. Excuse me. It is some real soul searching that week. Soon, both of them would find what they were looking for. Within the week, Nancy was well enough to go home, but still needed constant care. Then a few weeks later, while watching TV, Rich came across a Christian channel. Pastor Joel Osteen was teaching about hope in Jesus Christ. I found that to be really uplifting. I really did. <clears throat> so I listened to one or two of them, and the family said, Nancy, you got to come listen to this guy. He's, he's got some pretty positive things to say. They had both gone to church as kids, but the Jesus and God they had heard about were distant and angry. I'm listening to him talk about Jesus wants to heal you. And I'm listening to that going, and my heart is just pounding like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, oh my gosh, I've never known a Jesus like this. Like, this is a God who really wants to answer your prayers and heal you. Drawn by this message of hope, they tuned in for weeks. One day, Nancy prayed with Joel and asked God for his forgiveness and accepted Jesus Christ as her savior. I was astounded. I'm like, something huge just happened here. And I just felt this flood come in of, of like joy, like, oh my gosh. Then Nancy had a revelation. I was looking for an answer in every other religion, in every other avenue. I was trying to heal the soul. I just was going about it the totally wrong way. When Jesus came in, um, he, he loved me. He loved me back to life. He didn't care that I hadn't taken a look at the Bible. No matter what, he loved me. No matter how disabled I was, he loved me. Within a few weeks, Rich also gave his life to Christ. And it took me 50 long years to figure it out that I can't do it. 
I can't do it on my own. I tried. So I surrendered. I opened up my heart and invited the Lord in. And that's when the journey began. Now watching Christian television and attending church when Nancy was able, the couple started going to healing rooms to receive prayer for Nancy's health problems. And it was working. I could see breakthrough. I was able to drive myself. The allergies were breaking down. I was able to sleep. In time, every symptom had disappeared. The transformation was happening right before my eyes. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a miracle happen. Nancy is grateful for the miracles in her life, but out of all of them, the miracle of salvation was really, you know, what I was after all along. Uh, all of this trying to find my health, trying to find the answers. It was just Jesus. It was, he's what I needed. He was the answer to it all. That's the real miracle, is the salvation. Because when he comes in, he saves it all. He's the savior of the health. He's the savior of the finances. He's the savior of the family. He's the savior of, he is, he is love. And in that love, everything becomes beautiful again. When he comes in, he saves it all. That is so true. You know, sometimes uh, when we have heard about Jesus and just kind of nominally, like Nancy had when she was growing up, we, we sort of dismiss him when we're looking for answers because we feel like we've been there, done that. But the Jesus that Nancy's talking about is so different than just religious, historical things mentioned or taught or experienced without relationship, because he's all about relationship. I, I just love the transformation in her, in her face, uh, in her expression of who she is and who Jesus is and what he's done for her. You know, if you are somebody who has gone to church when you were a kid because you were kind of dragged there by your parents, or maybe you didn't even go to church. Maybe you just heard about Jesus and the culture that we live in, but you never really knew who he was. It's not, he is not the same as anything else that you could search for or that Nancy searched for. He's the one who created you. And he created you with so much love and so much intention. And he created you to enjoy the world he created for you. So don't, don't miss out on any of that any longer. I don't know whether you find yourself in the situation Nancy did with various ailments or whether you're just empty inside. You need to connect with the one who understands everything about you and who has nothing more than the desire to love you, to forgive your sin, to give you new beginnings, to empower you every day, to live with meaning and intention. And you know what it is? It's just an the invitation is there. It's you RSVPing. What are you going to do? Right now, just ask him. Do what Rich and Nancy talked about. Say, Jesus, I've been looking everywhere. I'm empty inside. I'm surrendering. I'm putting aside all my, all my thoughts, all my preconceived notions, all of the attempts I've made to fill that hole in me. I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm asking you to forgive my sins. I know what they are. You know what they are. Forgive them and give me a new beginning. I need you and I want you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me learn to live with you, for you, in you. Just, I want everything you've got to give. Ask him.
He's waiting for you to do that. You know, it's for everyone. It's not just for a few. So don't wait any longer. Pray today. Hello, I'm Gordon Robertson. Thanks for watching the video. Be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell for more encouraging videos like this one. Welcome to the 700 Club Interactive Family, and God bless you. Lift up his name today. Right 
great is our God. Mash this in glory. Lift up his name today. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa. Give God the praise. Give God the glory. Oh, yes. Lift up his name today. Great is our God. Mash this in glory. Lift up his name today. Thank you.